1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Osterowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's return to the gridiron. And I want to talk about the NFL's most complete teams in just a bit. But first, I want to continue our conversation as far as strength of schedules are concerned. Because I alluded to this idea that maybe the Patriots are offering a little bit more betting value than expected. And that feels a little surprising to me, given Bill Belichick is still one of the top coaches out there in the NFL, and maybe Mac Jones isn't that bad. I'm not saying he's a top-five quarterback, but he's not that bad. So yeah. as far as some bets out there that I'm looking at for the Patriots, uh, you can take them over 7.5 wins at plus money, plus 105. If you take the Patriots to make the playoffs, you could find plus 225, perhaps even better than that. And the argument I'm making here, Joe, is that it's possible the entire AFC East does make the playoffs. You could have the Chiefs in the West. You could have the Bengals in the North or the Ravens in the North if the Bengals implode. And the Jaguars are definitely winning the AFC South. So if you have just one team from each division, then everybody from the East can go. And at plus 225, I think that's some great value here. And if the Patriots have an easier strength of schedule than we're anticipating, then... And also, too... The Patriots' defense last year was really, really good. I know I'm apprehensive looking at defensive metrics when looking ahead to next year, but their success rate defensively was ninth in the NFL. Their success rate on dropbacks was ninth. Their rushing defensive success rate was 12th. These are not bad numbers here.
2: All right, um, so in the scenario that you laid out, I know it's you understand it's a remote one where it's just one from the other teams, Bengals or Ravens, and also the Chargers. The Chargers are are then out because, obviously, we all expect the Chiefs, you know, outside of a Pat Mahomes injury, uh, to move on and win that division. Do you think there's a scenario where it's somebody else in last place? I, that's Maybe. what I would look. It is can it be Miami, going in last place? Mm-hmm. Can it be not what we expected with the Jets? we just you mm-hmm. know, or Aaron Rodgers, you know, at this stage in his career, multiple injuries already de- already hobbled a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, the the defensive numbers that you reference, do you view that as something that's repeatable? Because the defense defensive numbers history tells us, unless it's an elite defense, they're they're tough to project
1: from year to year. They can be, but you also like the infrastructure there where the Patriots, they, they zag when everyone else zigs, And sometimes that defense is uniquely difficult to prepare for bill Belichick just being a defensive mastermind. Yeah, that's fine. But in terms of say the way the Patriots play man coverage, they do it a good bit more than everyone else. Uh, Mm -hmm. The unique defensive fronts that they put together, they do that uh, in, in different ways than perhaps others are preparing for there are enough things to point to, to say, not, it may not necessarily be repeatable, but it's not like they're bereft of defensive talent. It's not something where you can point to them and say, okay, the, the floor is really, really bad. No, I think the floor is average for them and the ceiling is really, really high. They could be a top five defense if everything comes together and other uh, advanced metrics uh, suggest that they already are. I lean toward the top eight, top 10 defense, But that could very well be enough to get them into the playoffs, Aaron.
3: How do you rate Matt Jones, and how does he fit into this equation?
1: They need a different (laughs) offensive scheme over there in New England, but they're getting that. And it it, it was – I mean, the play calling was bad. It it got a little complicated. I mean, it's funny when you put Zappy in there when they did that last year that they Mm -hmm. simplified the offense, and it worked out fairly well. It's, it's this weird deal where they almost forgot, like, look, Mac Jones, yeah, he's from Alabama and all of that. And he, it was part of a Sarkeesian offense that can be complicated, but also, you know, features a lot of bombs, misdirection, all that good stuff. But he is just in his second year in the NFL. Like, there's still some getting used to. There's still growing pains involved. And so I wonder if you simplify that offense for Mac Jones if you suddenly get a little bit more success.
3: And everything that I'm reading is like, oh, he's confident. He's energized. That was dysfunctional last year. Everything with Bill O'Brien is like breathing new energy into the offense. So I don't know. It's just so hard. You just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, right. like you said, he is young. So
2: it's just a big question mark at this point. There is a better chance of uh, they're two they're tight ends. Uh, formations working when you bring Gasicki, he's a very underrated mm-hmm. player. I like that combination with Henry yes. and Gasicki. But I will say I did not realize that they're going into the season with Riley Reef as a starting right tackle. That is a big yikes. The Bears wanted nothing
1: to do with that guy after a little bit. The <laughs> football. So
2: uh, that could be trouble for the health of one Mac Jones.
1: <laughs> possibly <laughs> yes uh but not to say that they're stuck with them for the entire year i mean if it's that bad you know you can make adjustments and things like that so maybe the first couple of games will be uh, tricky to say the least but still though i, I think there is better betting value in backing the patriots uh whether it's win total maybe even to make the playoffs something like that i wouldn't go you know beyond that but definitely mm-hmm. with plus money i think there's something there so nfl.com has come out with this article Top 10 most complete teams for the 2023 season. Now that we've had the draft, now that we have a pretty good idea of what the working rosters are going to look like per team, now we have uh, an idea of who the top 10 most complete teams uh, comprise of. And at the top of this list, Joe, eh, there aren't too many surprises. I mean, the Eagles are number one. The defending champion Chiefs are two. San Francisco 49ers are three even though there are questions at the quarterback position. And then at number four, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, a team that I think offers some real betting value to win this whole darn thing. From the top of this list, Joe, what stands out? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you, do, do you
2: mind if I skip ahead? Because it's exactly Go ahead, we, yeah. We, we yeah, expect. Unless Aaron,
1: you, there's something in the top four for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have anything.
2: Anything, Aaron? I mean, these are top the top 3 in super bowl odds these are the teams that have 10 and a half, 11 11 and a half of win totals it's it's what we expect right
3: yeah the only thing that i noticed was it's like i think the Bengals were fourth right and the books have them as mm-hmm. fifth favorite to win the super bowl so the little disc- so, tiny discrepancy there but that was really all that i noticed that was interesting so at, interesting.
2: at mgm they have a trio of uh, third favorites at nine to one Mm -hmm. San Francisco, Cincinnati,
1: and Buffalo, all Mm -hmm. nine to one. So,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Doesn't mean fading Buffalo, though, if they don't have a top four, top five roster.
2: Yeah. They put them at number six. That that was kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting, but it's really. You're splitting hairs a little bit, I think. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Here's what was most interesting to me for the entire list. Uh, I, I went down and saw okay, what are the Super Bowl odds? Where do they rank in uh, the Pet MGM odds and looking at win totals? And I'm waiting. Okay, there's a team he's got in the top ten. I, I can go pretty far down on the list here. He's got the Seattle Seahawks in there. The Seattle Seahawks are the are 40 to 1 for the Super Bowl, same odds as New Orleans and Denver, and the win total for Seattle is eight and a half. So that is the big surprise uh at, at Eric home puts him at number nine overall. Seattle above the L.A. Chargers. So you bring back Geno Smith. I think a lot of people liked what they did in the draft. Uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So some nice weapons on the outside for Geno Smith. They're really uh, setting him up for some success there. So, But I, I just did not consider, even though, you know, Tariq Wolin, most years he could be the defensive rookie of the year. The problem is... There's a player on the Jets' uh, sauce that was, that was so great. That Woolen <laughs> wasn't getting much love. Uh, you add Witherspoon with a very high draft pick, uh, working up that mm-hmm. secondary. So I see Ed Holmes' argument a little bit, but uh, the market does not agree. They, they have Seattle, middle of the Super Bowl odds, and right around the middle as far as win totals. Uh, he, he ranks them higher than uh, the betting market at ninth overall.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Yep, that's exactly what stood out to me too, is that he has them as the ninth most complete team and they're 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. So there could be mm-hmm. some value there. I was even looking at trying to find more value over 10 and a half wins, which I do think if they really excel, they could get to 11 wins is plus 175. The mm-hmm. other thing though, for me, that's holding me back is they're, backup with drew lock i mean if anything happens to Geno, oh this i don't know
1: do we trust drew lock well, well you bring up a really good point because no i don't trust drew lock but if you are power ranking backup quarterbacks where does he fall because do i that. don't think drew We, we should. i, top, I think top. this is a really important exercise yeah, yeah i think he's a top half backup quarterback Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you could probably say that about the 49ers where you go, okay, the backup quarterbacks are pretty good. It's just do you do you have an elite starter who can take them to 12 wins and take them to the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl? I think that's a big question, but it's a different question. So as far as do I trust Drew Locke? No, but as a backup quarterback, I I think he's all right, Joe.
2: A guy that can let's say it is in a serious injury or you're just needing a couple of games from Drew Locke. That, that's a position where you can, you can get by, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you're right, though. If we do, okay, look at the Bengals. If Joe Burrow goes down, they're dead. They're dead. Not mm-hmm. only because it's Joe Burrow, because they, they – uh, well, last year they had one of the worst backups in the league. I, I wonder if they still do. But I do, that's probably the situation with most teams. There aren't a lot of teams that are like, oh, they'll be just fine. Uh, It's Trevor Simeon now. Trevor Simeon's the backup. Yeah, that would be problem. That'd be problematic Mm -hmm. (laughs) with such an incredible downgrade. Uh, The Geno Smith level of expectation is interesting. So I'm sure in this ranking, there's an expectation that Geno Smith repeats what we saw. I I wonder how likely that is. They're building around him again, setting him up to succeed. Kenneth Walker was terrific out of the backfield last year. Nobody's going to think that he can't do that again. But um, are are we expecting the same Geno Smith, a guy that's you know maybe knocking on the door where he's top twelve quarterback in the league?
3: Yeah, I mean, like you said, the roster looks good. Like he said, he's set up for success. But it was. So out of left field, the, the season that he had was such a surprise that I don't know if he can repeat it. The other thing I looked at with the Seahawks was just to win the NFC, but at 14 to 1, maybe there's a better number. I don't know if there's enough value there for me.
2: I mean, what that screams is AFC's awesome, NFC. Yep.
4: Meh.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, man, 14 to 1 on the Seahawks? You got to get a better number than that. I was disappointed when I saw that. Thought I was onto to something there.
1: <laughs> I, I will say, like, because the AFC is getting so much street cred here, it does feel like it's suppressing the NFC championship market a little bit. Because Seattle is a really good football team. I would argue, at the wide receiver position, no team has it better than the Seahawks. I've got to break a couple things down, but I'd say, you know, Seattle, definitely Geno Smith's in a position to succeed. Even if he regresses a little bit, uh, it may not matter very much. And also, don't forget, uh, in the backfield, you know, Kenneth Walker looked phenomenal, uh, you know, in the games where he was healthy. And – that, I think, also matters in terms of, uh, you know, having a dynamic offense. So I think Seattle's in a great spot. I also think, too, that the, the over win total, Aaron, is one I really, really like here. Because what do you have in the rest of that division? I mean, I, I'm not saying the 49ers can implode. I think they'll have a winning record. But that's going to matter. You're also going to mm-hmm. have the Rams and the Cardinals for a total of four times. Um, the schedule is not impossible. Uh, no. So I look at that. I I look at that and I go, yeah, I mean, Seattle is poised to have a a really good run here. And not to mention, you know, Pete Carroll, many things I can nitpick as far as uh, his coaching style is concerned. But at the end of the day, he's got a lot of really good seasons in Seattle. So he's clearly doing something right. Mm
3: Yeah. Yeah they have stability in that building and just looking at their schedule last night, I mean, it'll be tough, but I could see a path to them getting 11 wins if everything works out for them. One quick other thing I wanted to point out, since we were talking about the AFC, I thought it was interesting that three divisions in the AFC all have two teams. Only the AFC South, not did not make that list where you have no NFC South and no NFC North in here as well.
1: Okay, so interesting. Wh-
2: one quick, one quick question: Where was he wrong? What did he miss? Nine, ten, eleven. Favorite for for uh, betting Jim Super Bowl odds: Detroit, Miami, Jacksonville. None of them make the list. If it's one of those three that mm. you're putting in your top ten, which one is it? Detroit, Miami, Jacksonville.
1: I probably put Detroit. Jacksonville. No, yeah. Ooh. Miami.
3: <laughs> oh, I love it!
1: Look at this. Those... Well, we, we keep wanting to say two is fat. Yeah, right, because we can't all agree here. It makes sense to me. Uh, any love for the Cowboys real fast? They're fifth here. Like, we, we keep wanting to poo-poo the, Cowboys, the Cowboys, but... Thing. She hates them. I what mean, do you want from
3: overrated.
1: Oh my. Am I going to have to hear this all year? Yep. Am gonna have to hear this yep. all year? Yes. Great. Well, I'm glad we're starting early. Then. This is BetQL <laughs> Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive into today's MLB card right here on the BetQL Network.